Well, greetings, friends, and welcome to the Gospel Underground Podcast. This is episode 145. Écoutez, listening and evangelism. That's that French? That's French for listening. Oh, no. Emphatic. We are broadcasting live, alive for us from the worldwide headquarters of the Gospel Underground here in Blacksburg, Virginia. Jesse, what is up, my dude? How I don't are even you eat French fries. You don't? Oh, you eat freedom Freedom fries, fries, baby. I don't know about this French stuff. <laughs> <laughs> It's my, good to be here. My daughter was supposed to go to France uh, last weekend, but they, they were like bombing cities or something. And so she decided to stay in England where uh, it felt a little safer. Yeah. And I just realized like as a person, I would have went to France. But as a dad, I was like, no, you should stay. You should stay. Don't go where they're firebombing city. Well, it's in a different part of the city. Don't go. You know, it's, all pos- it's different pro- as a dad. Protective. Yeah, yeah. Hey, using my high school and college friends there, Jesse, for the oh, emphatic. Listen, I, I forgot. Listen. You are you are a you are a man of many. No. You, you're a Renaissance man, really. No, these are required classes for science majors at a liberal arts college uh. like UNC. What's up, man? How, how are you doing? My intention today was like, hey, we'll come in, get right to the podcast. You guys don't know this, but we usually talk for like an hour. That's right. About nothing related to what we're going to do in the show. And then I'm like, hey, what are we talking about again? So I was, my goal was, hey, get right in here, in. go right in. But then we, then, then I started talking about smoke, smoking meat, smoke Chuck, <laughs> Chuck roasts. <laughs> My new, my new. I don't think uh, that'll be a surprise to anyone yeah, listening. Yeah, so uh, I've, I've been. Per- I told Jesse uh, I've been perfecting the Chuck roast smoking method. He looked at me like I was a little weird. No, I wanted to yeah. know. I needed the download. Yeah. You know, you you are better than Chat GPT for <laughs> for learning things like that. <laughs> Took four times. The th- well, the third time I got it. The first two times it was just like not good. So it was good, but it wasn't what I wanted. So I think I've gotten it not dialed in. So. What's happening in your and, world? You know, what I wanted to talk about this morning with you was how we are in the playoffs of our church softball league. You, the church softball league. Tonight we are playing. If we win, we move on to the semifinals or maybe the finals. You're in the quarters or the semis. And if we lose, we play a double header. We might be out tonight because it's, it's double elimination. So it's like College but World Series, like it, the loser has to come back. It's just like that. Twice. It is just like the College <laughs> World Series. The as, you know athletics, it's all the same. Practically, <laughs> we are we are the the returning champions. We're reigning wow. champions. Wow! Um, but uh, this year doesn't look quite so good. We've lost quite quite a few games. And have you lost some talent as well? Or are you well, you know, it's bad? more like in and out, like yeah. different people here at different times, and like our best players gone tonight. Uh, so, um, yeah, that's big man, in softball because they can just slap tanks and get home runs and stuff. Yeah, maybe. there's home run limits. Oh. <laughs> You can only hit three, and then and then if you hit a fourth, you, it's an automatic out unless oh, the other no. team gets to three, and then you can keep going. Yeah, so that that really hurts me. That protects a team <laughs> from having somebody who can just smash the ball. Oh yeah, well some of these guys out there can hit a home run every time, almost every time. Church league, huh? The the only softball we, I, knew I had was... to stop a fight in church league last week. Wow. Was, was first like time ever Baptist and Methodist or something going at it? It something? was the Baptist and the and the umpire. <laughs> <laughs> it was the pitcher. It was the pitcher for the other team. Yeah, and the yeah. umpire. And um, I wandered over from the dugout. We were we were batting. You're like, is everyone okay? I'm watching <laughs> it happening. Okay? And I'm like, I'm just like magnetically moving towards yeah. because I can tell this guy's about to lose it. You, you like put a buffer between him and said, Hey, keep, that's keep, what I did. Keep I, space I, for I, Jesus. I got, I got in between them. The, now the umpire wasn't doing anything. He just uh, threw the guy out of the game. And then yeah. the guy turned around and charged him. So I had to, I had to get, I had to put, I had to put hands on 
the Baptist pitcher. Yeah, so they're not losing their witness. They're just like in the church league acting a fool. It was it was wild. Never seen anything like it. And then uh, one of and I felt pretty good about being the guy that yeah that held yeah. back the other cooler guy. heads prevailing. Yeah, with and you. like you know, kind of like I felt a little yeah. strong. Like yeah. I felt hey, like hey, Reed Monahan hey, out here. Sit down, sit down, back up. Yeah. And then one of our teammates afterwards was like, um, I think I think the guy turned around because the two big guys on our team were behind you. <laughs> It's like whatever. It's like no, he didn't want the jujitsu smoke. I was gonna, I was gonna go dare. I've watched on. a lot of jujitsu. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna put the triangle choke on him once he threw me on my back. So that's my life, Reed. Slow pitch softball. Well, the drama. only softball I know about was when my dad played Navy League softball, and it was a lot of beer, man. So I'm guessing the Baptists aren't drinking the. Probably well, good they're not, not drinking. Yeah, the I mean, yeah. you know, it felt like they were. Or the, the one guy was, but no, it was just a hot night, doubleheader. I think he he lost it. Hot hot night in the city of Radford <laughs> Church League. He was softball. they were not ecutering yeah, to each yeah, other. They weren't listening. <laughs> Listen up. Well, Jesse, good transition back to our topic today. If you guys have been tracking with us, we are in the middle of the kingdom of Asseldar. And this one is a unique episode because it's called Ecoute. Uh, listening and evangelism. Now, if you remember, Jesse, we did an episode on listening in a different series right yeah, before this. Not too long not ago, Not too right? long ago. I think it was maybe, yeah, let me go down here, episode 139, mm. which was about listening. Uh, and that was a series called Respect and Raging Culture. How do you respect people? Well, you listen to them. Well, today, uh, this is listening with intention. Listening as we seek to share the good news of Jesus with other people. Uh, you know, we are in Asseldar, live your life amongst people. You have to be among non-Christians to share with them, share your life, be a real human being with them, share who you are, what you're into, connect with people. Uh, last time we talked about share the gospel, uh, which kind of got a little play on social media. One of my friends re- retweeted uh, a video clip and he has a large following. So that was kind of interesting to watch on the Twitter. Some people are still on the Twitter and not the threads, not threads. or whatever. Yeah. I like, I just hate meta. I'm, I'm on Instagram. That's the only thing. I guess I still have a Facebook account, but I never go on there. Mm. I got rid of WhatsApp. You're, you're rooting for Elon Musk to be, no, to beat Zuck in the uh, <laughs> MMA fight. Did you see the, have you seen the picture I, of Zuckerberg with his shirt yeah. off? Dude, he's like, yeah. looks like a beast. He man. does. I, I think he's he, been training. If Elon messes around, he's going to get his butt whipped by a little Zuckerberg. <laughs> anyway, uh, today we're back on listening. And th- there's a reason, right? And we covered this in Respect and Raging Culture. And this is real witness in a raging culture. Uh, listening is so important because when people don't listen to us, uh, it frustrates us. Like when, when we don't listen to our children, Jesse, I'm sure you've had this experience, right? When, uh, your child is trying to get your attention and you're just kind of on your phone or, or smoking oh, yeah. meat or whatever, working on your uh, squeeze bunt play for the softball league. <laughs> I can't find. <laughs> um, you know, and, and one of your children is saying, dad, 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 well, you're not listening to me, right? That's a frustrating experience for any human to not be listened to. And so to respect others, we want to listen. But also when we talk about uh, sharing the good news of Jesus with someone, you know, listening to a particular person will help us know how to approach that, right? It's a it's an interesting thing that you can be trained in, say, some effective method of sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and look past a human being, right, to get through your script and not see them or hear them. And in doing that, I think people feel like we're kind of, you know, like a sales guy trying to just close a deal, 
which isn't effective, nor I would say not wise. And so um, one of my favorite passages about uh, witness, Jesse, is in Colossians chapter 4. You want to read that for us? Colossians 4, uh, 2 through 6. Yeah, I got it. Continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. At the same time, pray also for us, that God may open to us a door for the word to declare the mystery of Christ on account of which I am in prison, that I may make that I may make it clear, which is how I ought to speak. Walk in wisdom toward outsiders, making the best use of the time. Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to you ought to answer each person. Okay. There's a there is an interesting dynamic here, um, Jesse that gets into uh, how do I answer each person, yeah. right? Why is in the way we uh, relate to outsiders? And that's not like, you know, like, oh, the outcast people or something. It's, this is language that has to do with whether they're in covenant with God currently, right? Someone outside the new covenant of faith, mm-hmm. outside of the church. Um, how, how do we walk with them? Well, in wisdom, right? Speak graciously, right? Not not just fighting the world, seasoned with salt that you may know how to answer each person. And if we want to know how to answer each person, that means we have to listen to them. Now, interesting, this passage starts being about being steadfast in prayer. prayer. Yeah. So this idea of listening well for the sake of evangelism, guys, I want you to include two things, listening to God and listening to people. And when I say listening, God, I'm not getting into any techniques of prayer or mystical listening prayer. If you if you are for or against that, by all means, go on the Elon Musk app, Bird app, and fight about it. Here I'm just talking about being prayerful in the moments yeah. when we talk to people, right? Um, certainly, you, you some of you who care about your friends and, and having them come to know Christ, you may be praying for a person for a long time. Uh, it's also important to pray as we as we're talking to people, and it's not like a, you know being double minded or not focused on a person. It's just more like Lord, help me hear well what this mm-hmm. person's saying to me. Help me see what you're already doing in their life. You may have providentially been leading their life to this point in this time and place for them to hear about you. And how can I be helpful to that process? So if we don't include prayer in our witness, we can turn it into either a sales job, a human effort only. And and we can't forget, right, that the power of God for salvation for all who believe lies with the Spirit of God, right, who converts and convicts and changes people, makes people alive, right? We can't save anyone. God saves sinners and that happens through the quickening of the Holy Spirit. So we ought to pray for that. And I love that we're starting here, Reed, because I, I was thinking back to like when I was trained in evangelism as a crew staff person. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, I remember things like uh, Big Break. Did you ever go to Big Break? I never went to Big Break because uh, we were athletes in re- were doing wrestling season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you were doing athlete stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> I remember there being these massive, massive evangelism training times where you've got, the, I forget the guy's name, but the guy that was doing all the training and you got like Mark th- McCoskey, tell it off and tell it well. No, it wasn't no. him, but, but it, it was, there was like 800 college students in a crowd and it's like, here's what you do. And man, I thank God for that time. Like, because at the end of the day, the biggest challenge for most people is actually talking about the gospel with a stranger. That's yeah. a hard thing or even a friend. Yeah. Scary, right? <clears throat> it's a yeah. hard thing to do and having some kind of track to run on is helpful. That's right. But it definitely just flattens everybody into mm. You're just like, can I just please get to the presentation? Yeah, like you're, you're, yeah. and you're almost you're listening for 
entry points. Like, yeah. okay, there it is. I can talk about yeah, what give I Give me on I, my flow chart so I can, if you say this, I say that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And I remember thinking through, once I was on staff, training up my students with mm-hmm. starting, it's it's harder to get into like how to listen to the person well and engage with their worldview and different things like we're going to talk about here. Yeah, A good starting point is as you're walking up to someone, whether it's a friend in the coffee shop or a stranger, you know, yeah. on the beach or wherever, uh, praying and asking the Lord to bring to mind, you know, exactly what yeah. you said, Lord, yeah. you, you, you providentially set this moment up. Yeah. Bring to mind the gospel, bring to mind scripture, bring to mind and, and help me to listen well yeah. so that I can know what this person loves, yeah. what they're afraid of, what yeah. their desires are, yeah. uh, so that I might be able to present, you know, share the gospel with yeah. them as I'm sharing my life with them. Amen. And here's something, guys, you, you need to confidently know, and Jesse, what you just shared alludes to this. No matter who we're talking to about Jesus Christ crucified, the gospel of Jesus Christ, somebody has been there before us, right? Either God himself, right? Or maybe perhaps other witnesses who have sown a seed or a family member, or they could have had good experiences or bad experiences with religion or Christianity or church. Or, and so you you want to know that, right? You You kind of want to learn that and discover that as you go. But as we connect with others to share the gospel, we need to know God is there, right? God's been there long before we mm-hmm. arrive into mm-hmm. the scene. And, and look, we, we need to trust that, you know, in our heart, man plans his way, but the Lord determines our steps. That's true in our encounters and engagements with others about the gospel. And so listen, listen, écoute, listen to <laughs> the Lord, right? Pray uh, as you witness. And secondly, listen to people, right? Um, listen to people's actual questions they may have, Right. This is fascinating. First um, Peter three fifteen. This is you know some people know this as the apologetics verse, but I think it's much more than that because it, it 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 deals with engaging others, deals with how we suffer in the world and suffer with others, and it says, "But in your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy." Right. Settle the issue in your heart. Christ is Lord for me. Sanctify Him in our hearts. Christ first. Always be prepared. Well, we could talk a lot about that. We will talk a lot about that in a couple episodes when we get about giving answers. Um, be prepared to make a defense for anyone who asks for a reason for the hope that is in you, yet do so, here's our words again, gentleness with gentleness and respect. First Peter 3.15 assumes people will ask us the reason for the hope that we have. And so when someone asks us a question, Right, we need to listen to what they're asking us. Right, hey, why do you think that, or why do you care about that? Now, when we enter into a dialogue with someone, and this is what you're getting to, there's one way you can share the gospel with a script. There's another way that takes wisdom, mm-hmm. preparation, uh, flexibility, trust, maybe some patience over time, even right to see the person mm-hmm. again. As we engage someone in dialogue and with good questions, um, next next episode, Jesse, we'll talk a lot about questions. Um, when we do that, we need to listen to their actual questions, not the question, you know, we, we have a fun answer to that we heard on a podcast or we read on the internet. Um, so if somebody is asking, Hey, you know, my, my dad died, you know, when I was nine, um, where is God with that? And you, and you drop in and we'll say, well, let me give you five reasons for why the new Testament is true. Right. It's just like, (laughs) (laughs) my dad died when I was nine. Right. And so I think if we listen to what somebody's actually asking us or engaging us, 
Um, I remember a football player, Virginia Tech, years ago, talked about his father passing away and asked me if I thought he was in heaven or hell. I may have mentioned this before on the podcast. And I was like, man, I, I don't know, man. I don't know your dad, right? Yeah, instead of just giving some pat answer, mm. pat answer, you want to go deeper into a conversation uh, with a person. This is where, Jesse, we talked about last time, this idea um, of gospel themes is so important. You know, there there are so many robust themes that the Bible uses to talk about God, our relationship with Him, and good news that we need to grow as disciples, followers of Christ, to know those things. Mm. So they're kind of in our tool belt. So when God brings a certain thing up, we can go there. Now, when we listen to people, right, if we're living amongst people, sharing our lives, sharing the gospel, people are going to have questions for us. Uh, they're going to have objections, perhaps, <clears throat> to what we believe. Uh, they they may even have some lectures for us, right? Like, yeah. oh, let me tell you about this because I've been I've been wanting to tell a religious person this stuff, mm. right? That they may have on their heart for you. Uh, but as we listen, connecting through gospel themes is very very important. So again, a friend's talking about how they're alienated from their dad. Maybe uh, a faithful and good father that could reconcile with us might be attractive to someone. Mm. Uh, adoption as a child of God could be someone's lonely, right? There's a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Um, someone is sad, right? There's a counselor for us that that will be near to us, that God can be present with us even in our sadness. So there's all sorts of themes. We'll put them in the show notes again, Jesse, for you guys out there. But there's revolution things. You're, you're radical friends, right? Jesus came to throw the powers of principalities, authority, sins, death, Satan, and hell, right? Uh, liberation, setting people free. Kingdom. Jesus has a different way of ruling than the rulers of this world. Your political people maybe could talk about, hey, wouldn't it be great to have a better leader than the person that they are telling you they don't like, right? Uh, suffering, right? This is something that, Jesse, I think we avoid, right? We don't need to avoid the issue of suffering. It's part of this life under the sun. It's part of fallen creation. We are in the middle of the gospel diamond, creation fall, where God is redeeming. Uh, in the midst of suffering, it needs an answer. And the answer to suffering in the gospel of Jesus Christ is that God became one of us and suffered with us. So there's this kind of empathetic walking with us thing that God does uh, in Jesus Christ for us. The unity, reconciliation, relationships. I mentioned family, birth, right? New birth. A lot of people, man, I've, you've probably seen this too, start thinking about God again when they have a kid, Yeah. right? They see the miracle of a baby coming in and like, wow, this is something. And And there's a lot of like, Oh no! What do I even believe? What am I going to teach this little person? How how am I going to be a father or a mother uh, to this? Uh, there are times when people go through hard stuff in life, and they have a lot of questions. Where maybe something previously they've trusted on their idols, the things mm -hmm. they love, they worship, crumble, and they're trying to put things back together again. And we can say, hey, "Look, look, this is not a good God, but God." Uh, is certainly judicial that God forgives the guilty, not guilty, justified by grace through the cost uh, of the cross of Jesus himself. Farming, darkness, light, death, and life. We talked about some of these. Mm -hmm. There's a dozen or so. We'll put them back in the show notes. But what we want to do is help our friends, help them see how Christianity, right, how the gospel of Jesus Christ could be true and then is true yeah. even in their life, right? Um you know, Jesse, sometimes people uh, might object to this, but I, I, I like to ask somebody to try something on, right? Yeah. Hey, w w let's just think for a second. What if this was the case? 
what would that feel like to you? Mm-hmm. If 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 there if if you could know like your destiny after death eternally, would you be interested in that? Uh, what if this was true? Um, it's it's allowing someone to open up uh, a plausibility, right? Mm. Hey, maybe, perhaps, yeah. And try it on, you know, like you know, it's better than putting on like glasses uh, in an AR screen on your phone. Go to go go to the glasses store and put on some shades and see how. Yeah, it's like by listening well, you because yeah, by listening well, you can surface what is it that this person really cares about. What what's their deepest value, or you know, what's the thing that they're. They're saying this is the thing. If yes. this thing was, if I had a, if I had a satisfying answer to this question, or if I had a vision that connects with this deep love, uh, that would that would establish, you know, by listening, you're sort of forging a trust between the gospel and the truth of the kingdom, yeah. and their objections, That's right. or their their deep kind of needs and desires yeah. that they're not sure how to answer it. Yeah, and I, I think that what you just did, yeah. it does require a lot of skill, though, right? Because it does. Like you said, you don't want to be offering them some try this on when it's like, no, this is the thing. You got to right. be able to just right. listen so you know what's the thing that they're that's right. they're looking for. That's right. And I think that's why listening in evangelism is so underrated. Mm-hmm. Yes, we believe in proclamation. Yes, we believe in boldness. But yeah, because you're not saying share the gospel always. Use words when necessary. No, no, no. We're not saying that. We're saying use words always when we share the gospel. Yeah. But, but there's to, yeah, go yeah. But if we listen to people, we might share it better. And yeah. if we do things like acts of service and help, be helpful in the world, stand for justice because God does. Uh, it probably makes the hearer in a different place in relationship to us as as words come. That's right. And to let your speech be gracious and seasoned with salt, knowing how to answer each person. That's right. Requires listening. That's right. Or else you're just plowing That's right. right. Over and them. even yeah. the way you speak has a certain way it should mm. flow from us, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, a friend of mine, Jesse, years ago said, hey, we always should be interested in what makes people tick, what ticks them off. I think it's really easy to remember. That's yeah. what I'm listening for. What makes them tick? Those are their loves, the things that they get jazzed about. I, could, I mean, it could be a sports team. It could be a comic book. could could be politics. could be anything that just really gets them fired up and happy, right? And what ticks them off? Related in the flip side, you know, if somebody's really mad about something, there's something underneath that. Uh, that might be very helpful to speak to with the truth of the Bible, right? And so we need to know that the completion of the longings of the human heart is Jesus Christ, a relationship with our Creator for which we're made. Christianity, we also need to help people see that the gospel and the biblical worldview describes reality, right? That it's true uh, to not only experience but ultimate reality as well. It completes various cultural narratives and calls others into mm. account. There is a, both a completion and uh, judgment that the gospel brings on any cultural narrative, right? If if something is, you know, say capitalistic culture and the exaltation of money, um, there, there could be something good and something very evil there that the gospel could either complete in a good way or call into account. Now, Jesse, I'm going to mention a book by an author who no longer writes books like this, Um, But this is a book uh, called Engaging Unbelief, a Captivating Strategy from Augustine to Aquinas. I think this book was written around year 2000. Hmm. Um, And it was written by a guy named Curtis Chang, who at the time was, I think, a campus minister at MIT. Now, Curtis Chang is now a leadership consultant. He has a podcast with Russ Moore and David French about politics. You know, if you like those people or you don't like those people, 
I just want to say, uh, we're not quoting any of that. We're talking about his book, Engaging Unbelief, A Captivating Strategy from Augustine to Aquinas. And this book, Jesse, you would love it. It's it's kind of a little bit of a historical theology looking at how Augustine, uh, St. Augustine of Hippo, North African uh, bishop, uh, pastor, theologian, philosopher, uh, and Thomas Aquinas, right, one of the <clears throat> looming great minds of the Middle Ages, right, that set the foundations for all sorts of things, including modern science and his philosophical worldview. Uh, Catholics today still kind of uh, venerate mm-hmm. Aquinas and also philosophically are aligned with a lot of his thinking. Um, but what Chang does in this book, he looks at how Augustine uh, spoke to the pagan worldview of his day right after the fall of the Roman Empire. Because when, when Rome fell, like in the early 5th century, I think around 410, when it was sacked by the barbarians, so to speak, hmm. uh, see, Christianity had come into Rome and had began the process of displacing pagan deities, right? Uh, Constantine and all that. Um, and so what was happening when Rome fell, the those who venerated pagan deities still started saying, well, it's because we abandoned the gods, and the reason why we got conquered was because of this Jesus weak Jesus stuff. And so in answering those ideas, Augustine wrote a book called City of God, right? Uh, which lays forth beautiful theology of what the kingdom is, um, but also answers the unbelieving detractors of the day. Okay, so that's one historical example he looks at. The other one was when Islamic philosophy... Uh, was kind of encroaching uh, encroachment upon Europe and European thought, and Islamic philosophers had discovered Aristotle. Right, uh, many uh, Islamic thinkers like Averroes, who had brought uh, Aristotelian thought uh, to the Christian world, who was mainly following Plato, Socrates type stuff, and so they were challenging the worldview science of Europe with a different idea. And also armies and, you know, proselytization and Islam and, you know, all mm-hmm. that coming mm-hmm. in both from the East and the West in Europe. Well, uh, Aquinas wrote a book called Summa Contra Gentiles Against the Gentiles uh, or the Pagans, where he answered, right, Islamic thought with his writing. And so, again, Chang is looking at these things as a strategy, okay? And so what he saw that these folks did is very, very simple, although their works are very complex. These are brilliant, brilliant, historically shaping works, right? But the strategy, Chang notices, that each of them entered into the discussion uh, into the other person's worldview. So either ancient, you know, know, uh, Roman paganism or Islam, he had to understand what they were, where they were coming from. So enter uh, uh, into their own categories and what they're saying. And then secondly, retell retell that story exposing its tragic flaw mm. okay uh, and then finally capture or complete their story with the true story of the gospel so what what is a kind of a complex book in looking at these historical realities mm-hmm. which I find intellectually stimulating Jesse as you could probably see um, the strategy is very simple enter retell complete inter re- I like complete better than capture because yeah. capture sounds a little imperialistic but I think Cheng uses capture uh inter retell capture and so what this looks like right is in a simple conversation you have with people I do this all the time 
if you're listening well, you want to hear where they're coming from, what they currently even believe, yeah. what they trust in, what they love, venerate, worship, right? That's entering into their story. It's not putting aside yours. It's not saying it's subservient to the other worldview. It's just saying we enter there because that's where people are. Mm. Um, retell means like we 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 retell their story. We don't abandon it. We just kind of retell it, exposing something about it that maybe falls short, mm. which lets down, which is maybe false. Uh, might even be what's killing the person, and might be generated from kind of sinful thought uh, in 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 that worldview. And then finally, complete the story truly. Uh, with Jesus as King through the gospel, so enter, retell, complete. So as we listen, we listen well. We're entering in, showing this person that we understand where who they from. are and where they're yeah. coming from. Then we retell, showing them how their worldview f- actually falls short. Like we understand, I understand where you're coming That's from. Right. That's have right. you thought about how it actually it, it actually yes. can't have come from where you can, think it came from, or can't yes. finish the way yes. you think it's going to finish? In that retell. Uh, portion we're going to talk a lot about next week because we're going to talk about disruption because that's where we use questions because it's better for them to retell their own story Mm. and see the problems themselves right Mm. i've i've seen this so many times in in my own witnessing to people where a light bulb goes off they go oh gee that doesn't make sense does it and like no it kind of doesn't but you know you know what would make it make sense this this one Mm, that's good so and that's where we move to the completing the story with the gospel saying so look we'll put this in the show notes for you guys we're going to put a little chart a little table three columns on the left hand side is enter retail capture down the left side next column says worldview you know we listen we see where they're coming from their worldview and then the 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 final column on the right is the worship and idols that's going on. What is this person trusting? What are they believing in us? What are they worshiping? And so we're gonna just do a couple quick examples. One pre pre done, Jesse, and then I'm gonna interact gonna with you. The, you're gonna yeah, put I'm me gonna, on the spot. I'm gonna ask you to do this, right? So so for example, um, I had a friend Elliot Grudem ask me this. He said, "Hey, how do we share the gospel with someone who loves money? Say like a Mark Cuban on Shark Tank." I don't know if you guys watch the show Shark Tank or know who Mark Cuban is. Mark Cuban owns the Dallas Mavericks. Super confident, super encouraging. He's one of our favorite sharks on when we watch Shark Tank as a family. He seems to like have it all, right? Like yeah. he's got money. He's got he owns a basketball team. He's nice, right? And so, but what will we say to someone who doesn't believe in Jesus, who seems to have everything, uh, like a Mark Cuban? On sharking. So in, and maybe he's listening. Yeah, maybe he's listening. <laughs> Mark, what's up? You know, broadcast.com <laughs> didn't, you know, you know, you sold it and made billions and then actual streaming technology got good. But um, so if we're going to enter into that person, the things we would observe there are this is a self-made entrepreneurship person believes in that. Right. Like, yeah. hey, you work hard. You have ideas. Uh, probably a believer in capitalism. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, doing deals and stuff. Uh, independent liberalism. And what I mean by that is like, hey, uh, you know, people should have rights. People should tr- be treated well. The good portions of liberalism in, say, the the Western tradition, mm. right? The individual has rights. Uh, you know, you treat everybody property with respect. Rights, treat property rights. Property. Yeah, yeah, all those things. So that's kind of maybe the worldview where someone's coming from. And you probably would discover that. You can certainly see that with Mark Cuban watching Shark Tank. He's not a communist, right? Um, so retell, right? Retell. This, in this stage, Jesse, I like to affirm and start to ask questions. 
Because mm. if it, as we retell something, we can't just try to blow somebody up. Right. Oh, yeah, all you believe is stupid. Okay, now listen to me tell you about Jesus. <laughs> not a good methodology, although I've seen it. Stupid? Try, you want to not be stupid? You, know, you want to not be wrong? You know. So, so what are some of the things we can affirm in that worldview, Jesse? What are some of the things that we can affirm? Well, you can affirm hard work. You know, and the and the value of hard work, the, yeah. the uniqueness of of humans as distinct people with rights and liberties yes, and yes. value. Yeah, um, you can affirm that, like putting that to work to do good, being a being a nice person. These, yeah. these are this is a good thing yeah. to do. There's good in that. Yeah, and when we affirm people because what they actually believe is true in these ways, right? Yeah. it's it's really helpful. And and I even think you know, bring start bringing biblical things in there. It's like yeah, it's like the proverb. All hard work leads a profit. Look to this ant, you sluggard, and get out of bed. You know, do something. Yeah. Right? These are things that are even biblical that we can affirm. But yet, if someone worships right um, self, success, and money, right, we can start to retell that by asking questions. This is where we want to be disruptive. We'll talk a lot about this next week. Um, but with Ecclesi- I love the book of Ecclesiastes for folks that think they have everything. Mm. Uh, Ecclesiastes, the book in the Old Testament yeah. that talks about the emptiness or the vanity or the passing transience of life, everything, money, fame, lady. I mean, this is a guy like, you know, with Solomon who's like running this experiment, like, Hey, I had everything, man. Like I had, like, I had all the best smokers. I had a big house. I was happy. I had money. I had parties. Right. And then he, then he says, meaningless, meaningless, mm. chasing after the wind, right? We can always like ask someone who's doing this, well, what's next, man? You buy some more companies, then, then what? Is that, you know, are you satisfied with that? There's a passage in Ecclesiastes, he who has money never has money enough. You know, some of the richest people in history uh, said the money didn't satisfy it. What are you really after here? See, we shift, we start shifting the conversation to retell the story that we want to say that, hey, money, isn't the answer. Mm. Things aren't the answer. Um, whatever it might be, in this case, we're looking at do do good capitalism kind of thing. Now, so if we move to the complete or capture phase, um, we want to say, yes, there is a human flourishing uh, that even has to do with having enough, right, not being poor, uh, that's connected with God's design, right? That God designed money and things, and you're and you're getting at this right because you 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 believe in doing good, you believe in hard work. What if that could be connected with something else? What if that could be connected with generosity? And then like like why 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 should anybody be mm. generous? Is it better like in a moral sense to be you know very generous or to be Scrooge McDuck? Which which one is it? my friend Mark, and then let, you know, again, let them talk. Mm. We, we are listening. Uh, and then generosity and being focused on others, right? We see this in the life of Jesus himself, right? He came not to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom. There's a, there's a goodness in sacrificial goodness towards others because it reflects the nature of mm. God, right? And then if we have friends like that, we, we should also be praying for them, right? Um, even praying prayers like, God, let them feel the emptiness of things, right? Uh, God, mm. let the world fail to satisfy my friend. Um, let them see uh, that as goods increase, so do those who consume them. And he who has money never has money enough, these wisdom principles. And then what we do, we st- we're starting to shift that conversation, to a different place. 
And we want, obviously, we ideally want them to see that, yeah, maybe my money isn't enough. And then what would it be like? And this is where we mm-hmm. can like try it on. Like what would it be like if God uh, blessed you with these resources to be a blessing to others? What would that look like? Maybe God's done that for you. Uh, he who is rich became poor for our sake to make many rich, right? This is what Jesus did. So this is just an example of some dialogue using this framework, enter, retail, complete, or capture. And so, Jesse, as we close today, I want to— I didn't prepare yeah, for this. Yeah, I know you didn't. I just said, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this to you. Um, so you have a friend who thinks Christianity is mainly a political social movement in America— and is dismissive of Jesus for this reason. So this person says, oh, Christianity is just about politics and power. Mm. Maybe they're on the left, maybe you're on the right. It doesn't really matter, but that's what they think. They think, ah, oh, Christianity is just a power movement for politics, uh, and I don't want anything to do with that, you know, left-wing, right-wing, whatever, Jesus. Jesse, how would you enter in with this person? Yeah, I would want to listen to, and and of course, I think some of how I would respond might depend on. I'd want to ask some questions to help expose if they're MAGA or right. Or yeah, we, we, right yeah. Now yeah. I do think there's some similarities, yeah. right? So I'd I'd want to I'd want to try to ask questions to enter into. Is that there's probably a sense of justice? Yeah, right. There's probably this this idea of. Um, Balancing of powers, maybe, or or fairness, justice, um, kingdom. This is kind of a, a sense of uh, a worldview based on there's right and there's wrong, and those people are wrong because yeah. they're they're oppressing people, or yeah. they're yeah. Um, they're trying they're either trying to you know um, make all our children into religious you know, zealots or yeah mm. or um or they're brainwashing them about you know gender and things yeah, somehow yeah. it's this unjust thing so yeah. I, I would want to try to expose you know the worldview of of justice yeah. and um and these are little trails you could follow right like yeah hey, why do you think that is it really is it really really wrong or just kind of you think it's icky or what if they yeah think yeah icky? i think yeah. some of the questions i would ask is do you think the people on the other side do, do you think that they feel like they're being unjust yeah, yeah. Like, do you think that they wake up in the morning and they think, you know what I'm going to do today? Yeah. I'm going to believe unjust things. <laughs> Go oppress everyone. Don't yeah. you think they think they're right? Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and if you think that they think they're right and Who's, you think you're right. Who says? How do you figure it out? Yeah. How do you know? Like, do you think the Nazis thought they were right? I mean, yeah, you know. Yeah, they did. They did. Of course the they did. the defense at Nuremberg. Hey, we're just following orders. That's right. Yeah. And, and, and so... How do we how do we know? How yeah. do we know who's right? How do you know you're right That's and they're right. wrong? That's right. You know, if they wake up in the morning and they think they're being just and you're being yeah. unjust, who gets to, you know, yeah. have you ever thought about yeah. that? Where do you get that? Where do you kind of find your way to go? Oh, no, we know because of this. That's right. Even uh, even fear could be something we explored. Hey, what what are, you, what are we afraid? Mm. What are, why do you think people are so afraid politically on both yeah. sides? You know, why? Why is that? And then let people talk. What do you think? You know, you say the church is just about power. Religion is just power. Like, what do you what are you afraid of in that? Do yeah. You think they're gonna? What do you think they're trying to do? Mm. You know, I, and then listen, right? Because then you might hear uh, their perspective about what religious people are about. And then, right? Remember, we're we're the shared Jesus people. We're like, hey, do you think Jesus is like that? Yeah, that's another question I want to ask. Is do you, do you think Jesus is like that, or yeah. or if Jesus was here in the in the person and body right now, where do you think he'd fall? What do you think he'd say? What do you think? Like, and I'd want to kind of think through what does this person think about Jesus? If they're upset about, you know, this political thing being connected to Christianity, I'd also want to ask him questions like, where do you think that 
sense of just and unjust yeah. or um, that sense of the way it ought to be and the fear that it's not. Where, where yeah. does that come from? Yeah. And could it, could it be something real? Could it be something real? Could yeah. it be that actually, you know, try this on a little Justice bit. Justice and goodness is part of reality and that we're, we fall short of it, that we mess it up. Um, yeah, could it be that yeah. everybody's messing it yeah. up, right? Could, right? could it be possible that everybody, you know, we're making a mess of things, yeah. but mean, that we're wired in a way that makes us go, but it's still wrong. We, right. There's something right that we need to get to. And yeah. what would it look and we're like? We're not yet there. Yeah. You know, Jesse just moved into the retelling, right? Because yeah. And you're going to retell along this line of this feeling of justice. You want to shift the story from us and them, them and those, to all of us falling short and how 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 do we get remedy for that? And then the other aspect of retelling, you know, we can affirm, hey, we should care about these things: goodness, truth, justice, the beauty. What else should we care about? Right? Mm-hmm. These are very important. Things. Yeah. And so, and wouldn't we care more about what Jesus is like than you know whatever Christian person you see that the news media wanted to highlight for you and tell you this is Christianity? Wouldn't it be better to look at Jesus? Yeah. Have you ever looked at Jesus himself? Now we're shifting the ground, right, mm-hmm. towards the Jesus of the Gospels, right? And then if we're friends, we'd be like, hey, well, let's read. Would you be interested in reading what Jesus said about these things? Yeah. And then you can read the Bible with friends, right? Um, completing that story is that, you know, we do our best. We fall short. We're tr- we should try to do justly. We should try to even create systems that are good for human flourishing, we fall short. We need forgiveness, and when that happens to us, we kind of tend to treat people better, yeah. right? Um, when 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 God has been so kind to us, it shifts the way we see other human beings, and so we always want to shift the ground, specifically in this conversation, right? Away from oh, those progressive Christians or oh, those MAGA Christians, mm-hmm. whoever people are mad at, uh, towards the person and work of Jesus Himself. Enter retail. Capture or complete, Jesse. We're I like complete. Yeah, complete's better. Yeah, yeah I like complete's better. I'm trying to stay true to the. I, think I know in, you're in you're book, you're to, yeah, you're, yeah you're honoring the author, but that's right. This he, is he, you, he, man. He, he probably would hate capture today. <laughs> <laughs> complete so or uh, retail yeah, complete, yeah. right? Complete. Now, in some in some some of our longings are just sinful. Like we need to repent of them. Yeah, Jesus doesn't complete sinful longings. He he turns them towards repentance back to God. Right. So this is the assumption longings. that there's there's some s- sort of governing worldview that you can affirm parts of. That's right. It's not to say that we would want to enter into everything that this person longs for. And That's, go, That's right. a good thing. That's it's right. really good that you want that. Because there right. might be some things you go, hey, right. have you thought about how, how bad that is? That's right. <laughs> have yeah. you thought about what's going to happen if you get this thing that you That's want? Because right. it's, right. it's not going to go well. That's right. And I think, Jesse, this is something... Uh, of respectfulness and kindness, you know, if somebody has deep, deeply held re- beliefs, maybe another religion even, we don't want to just tell them how evil it is only, right? We want to help them to see it falls short, right? That it is idolatry, false worship, and see Jesus for who he really is, and then allow people to make decisions there, because ultimately that's their their decision to make, and, and what, you know, we believe that God's working there or not, right? And it's not up to us to argue someone into the kingdom, but we want to present, right, the gospel of Jesus Christ and Jesus in a way that can be heard and seen truthfully and clearly. And if we do that, then we can trust God to do his work or not, or not. And and we we can still 
be kind and fringe, friendship to, mm-hmm. other, to people as we go. Hey, before we close, yeah. let me ask, let me yeah. put you on the spot, yeah, Reed, yeah, because yeah. I think a lot of this is intuitive for you now, yeah. and because you're so skillful at it. I've been in you know Uber rides with you yeah. where you're doing yeah. this restaurants, yeah. but I think um, it might help our listeners if we could just maybe throw out a few particular specific not not that you'd want to just stick to the script all the time yeah, yeah but some questions that might help enter so like one example for me is i'm i want to ask questions around who's doing it really well yeah like, in other words i want to i want to see who's their hero yeah 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 you know yeah, yeah. Who, who do you look at and go man they're just yeah. crushing it i think for me jesse and again this is something that you know i've been a christians now since 1992 31 years I think being disciples, understanding deeply the faith, having your own questions and trying to seek answers to them, and then actually talking to people about Jesus, you're going to get some reps. You're going to see how people interact. I think that's most important. But I think those kind of questions you're asking are very good. Curious questions, Mm -hmm. right? We want to get underneath, right? Who, 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 who are the people you admire and respect in the world, right? What is it about them? Mm. What, what do you think the major problems are in the world and why are they so important to solve? What is a human being, right? What are we? I, and I think even in terms of creation, fall, redemption, uh, kingdom restoration, having that in our mind, the gospel diamond, can help yeah. us uh, to know where we're going at least. But I, I really do to the point now where I don't want a flow chart with a person. Right. I want to love and listen to a human being and I want to follow where God takes that. And then I can direct it, right? Because I want to direct it to, to Jesus Christ, right? We'll talk more next week for sure. What kind some, of questions? What kind of questions? Yeah, exactly. Good, good. Because I think that's that's really important. And our friend Randy Newman, who we yeah. had, who wrote a book called Questioning Evangelism, I think is a great book for that. Because, look, if somebody is content where, where they are, worshiping money, worshiping Vishnu, worship, whatever it is, mm. right? Um there has to be right a a disruption of that the you know s- 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 an unsteadying of the yeah. confidence people have in their four hundred one k so that they might see that they fall short and are needy right um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's where careful disruption is necessary and and the questions be involved with that and so we will give some more questions and some specifics i I won't hammer it down into kind of a flow chart but we'll get a little more. <laughs> Helpful, no. but it, you know, but it's going to help yeah. people because I think getting those reps in a lot of times it it almost has to be a little more wooden at first. Like, okay, I got to remember, I should be if I'm listening well. I should there's a certain some certain kind of flow I should enter into, and if people are bad listeners, which yeah. sometimes I am, yeah, I'll just zone out or I'll just yeah. sort of like get caught up on. So, so sometimes it does help me to have just a little bit of like I got to remember to ask this person this. I got to yeah. I got to remember. It really helps the conversation go if I ask them, "Oh, what do you? Why do you think that?" Yeah, that's you know, right. it, 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 that's of course, right. you know, getting that's into right. that, and, and when we get to our the D of Asseldar, we'll yeah. be good. Yep, yep, we're heading there, Jesse, and we will get to some of those simple questions, and and you know, even those phrases like that I use, "What makes them tick?" Mm-hmm. I'm really what ticks them off. What ticks them off? Mm-hmm. So, Jesse, thank you for listening. Thank you for. Uh, <laughs> or as they say around here, <laughs> ecooter. Yeah, ecooter. <laughs> Hey, <laughs> listen well, friends. The Gospel Underground is uh, produced in partnership with Jesse Fury and the Bonhoeffer Browse. Review us on iTunes, on Spotify, on whatever podcast you're using. We love five stars. Keep it up. Send comments, feedback, questions you might want us to take up here in the future. We're going to go into gender stuff in the fall, Jesse. A little preview of our fall series. You got questions about that? We all do. Mm-hmm. 
Send those to info at gospelunderground.org. We are a dialogue taking place in the borderlands between the church and culture. Peace. Peace.